0: This is Jason Kristoff, podcast 125. It is, let's see, what is it? October the 19th, 2021. And I wasn't even going to do a podcast today, but I was reading this article, and it's, I got to read this article to you. And it really sums up what's going on behind the scenes. And of course, all the joe and jane coffee shop and uh, karen and kevin tv watcher don't know that they're under mind control don't know that they're cheerleading their own five-star first-class ride into the concentration camp people don't know how holocausts are organized by a very small group of psychopaths at the top These psychopaths believe in energy transfer. These are old, ancient groups from Egypt, Sumeria, Babylon. The stone structures that we see around the world today are the remnants, the first civilizations coordinated by this group. And this group have been studying reality for a long time. They don't watch the TV. Their first knowledge and information came from observing nature, observing things being born, observing things dying, observing the lion killing the zebra, understanding this group, understand everything was energy. And there is some evidence that they believe... For example, through their observations of the natural world, they look at humans as batteries. They look at all animals as batteries, holding a life charge. For example, let's say a human has 100 years of life in them. They would ask philosophical questions, like if a human with 100 years life in them was murdered at 20 years where does the other 80 years of life go and they've come up with their own philosophies folks regarding killing and the energy release that killing produces and this energy that killing produces is called in some spiritual circles loose energy l-o-o-s-h And I will try to find an article about a man called John D, John D, D D-E-E, who was a black magician inside the court of Queen Victoria, who would covet this ancient knowledge and try to use it to make the royal family more powerful i don't know if i'll be able to find that i will try tonight so what you're in folks is a a system where i know there's people out there who think they're really smart because they went to harvard and they went to yale and they have their mba they don't know anything about this group They don't know anything about these ancient traditions, these Holocaust sacrifice traditions. They've been convincing the uninitiated humans who don't know anything about this group to kill themselves, to kill their own children. It's like circumcision, folks. This is pure insanity. And the average person does it simply because other people are doing it and it's being normalized. This is the power of psychological manipulation or what's called behavior modification. And we are in one of these ancient rituals now, masquerading as a healthcare crisis. And it's these ancient rituals of death and mayhem and sacrifice have masqueraded as many things in the past, war, and any other sort of disguise that this group could facilitate at the time using behavior modification and psychological manipulation. So let's read just how severe this Holocaust is and why it's going on. I'm I'm going to read the whole article before I comment. I'm going to try at least. But what we're seeing here is what we've seen throughout history. We have a government education system. That is not an education system. It is a military training school where order following and order execution is implanted surgically in the psyche of all the graduates. And we're gonna see some of the graduates in this article. And this is on Brian Peckford's website. I don't know if people who know who Brian Peckford is, But I'm from St. John's, Newfoundland, and Brian Peckford was the premier of our province in Newfoundland when I was a kid. And he was, I wasn't really educated. I don't know what he's like, but from what I've heard, he's a no-nonsense man, a politician Everything was good at one time. Doctors were good at one time. Hospitals were good at one time. Teachers were good at one time. Police officers were good at one time. And politicians, like I said, were good at one time. They're not anymore. And it's because they've all been filtered through this surgical system, military training that we call education. This is not education, this is indoctrination. To follow orders, to become hyper-dependent on the state for your survival, which means you're too stunned and dependent to find your way in the world for water and food and emotional support so you become infantilized. And you will do whatever you're told. If the the school board tells the teacher you're going to teach the kids about anal sex, then you do it. And if if the authority, the the police chief tells someone to go arrest someone for trying to breathe real air, they do it. Because they've been infantilized by the system, completely dependent infants. And that's what it was. And order following is the, you know, the salvation that will make sure the food and the paychecks and the funny money keeps flowing. So let's go over how obvious this Holocaust is getting now. And this is about a doctor named Dr. Daniel Nagase. So I'm going to put this in the show notes. And if you want to find Dr. Daniel Nagase, you can find him on the mainstream sites, crucified for doing what moral people do, trying to save his patients, while other doctors kicked him out of the hospital and and participated promptly to try and kill his patients the order followers, the dependent infantilized order followers that the government school system was always designed to produce. And the media system is there to cheerlead. It's the advertising wing for the Nazi party. That's what the the modern media is for. It's the advertising wing to disguise the Holocaust in cotton candy clouds and health care and, healthcare and covid so let's go on with this article it's absolutely shocking the title is tragedy in rural alberta a courageous doctor speaks out on by brian peckford i think i I said brian his name is brian peckford anyway october 3rd 2021 on the steps of the Vancouver Art Gallery on Friday, evening past, celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Nuremberg Code, Dr. Nagase gave his powerful speech. Masters of Ceremony, Joseph Roberts, publisher and founder of Common Ground Magazine. Dr. Daniel Nagez has been a doctor for over 15 years. He graduated from Dalhousie Medical School in 2004. He has been an emergency doctor for 10 years and has been working in rural, underserviced communities throughout Alberta since 2015. He has a story he'd like to share with you about what happened after he gave COVID patients ivermectin in in a small hospital west of Red Deer. Thank you, Joseph. This is the doctor now coming on to speak. I will list this transcription of the speech, and I will put the live speech also in the show notes. Thank you, Joseph. It is wonderful to see all of you here remembering Nuremberg. And that's the key here, remembering not just the nurses and doctors that are helping by speaking the truth. People like Dr. Charles Hoff of Leighton but also to remember the doctors in hospital administration, the doctors at the College of Physicians and Surgeons, the doctors you see on TV that are standing in the way of life-saving medications. Let me tell you what happened in Rimby, Alberta, a small town couple hours west of Red Deer. It shocked me. I started on Saturday morning in the ER, and when it came time to round on the ward patients, the charge nurse informed me that three of the patients on the COVID wing had deteriorated overnight. All the patients were on oxygen and extremely short of breath. The only medication these patients were on were steroids, a medication that will decrease inflammation but increase the chances of a bacterial infection by suppressing the immune system. That's right, the only medication the COVID patients at this hospital were on were immune suppressants. One woman said it felt like she just put her in a corner to die, that we, one woman said it felt like we just put her in a corner to die. We weren't doing anything for her. I told her I can't speak for the usual doctors during the week, but it's the weekend and I'll do everything I can to help. I offered ivermectin. She wanted to try it because she heard nothing but good things about it. All three patients wanted to try ivermectin. The hospital didn't have any, so we had to ask Red Deer Hospital's central pharmacy for the medication. They refused to send ivermectin. Red Deer's central pharmacist said ivermectin was useless for COVID. He even had the pharmacy director for all of Alberta contact me to tell me ivermectin didn't work. <coughs> Excuse me. The pharmacy director for Alberta Health Services, Dr. Gerald Lazarenko, remember that name. He is both a pharmacist and a doctor, and he insisted that ivermectin had no place in the treatment of COVID. So we checked the local pharmacies, and God bless the charge nurse. Although both pharmacies in town did not have ivermectin, There was one pharmacist who would do everything he could to get some, even if it took all day. We didn't have all day. My patients were sick. So I started everyone on the next best thing, hydroxychloroquine, with the hospital did have. I also started vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. And because the patients were coughing and short of breath, I gave them inhalers, sal. Uh, Butamol and Flovent, the same inhalers that have been used for asthma for over 50 years. I also gave them azromycin. Surprisingly, by late afternoon, the town pharmacist finally found some ivermectin. He couldn't get it from his usual chemical supply because it was Saturday. He had to get it from an agricultural supply. He checked to make sure that it was the exact same ivermectin a pharmacist would give to a person brought it back to his pharmacy, and checked it again. He then called me with the good news. I handed ivermectin to each of my three patients with their exact dose, uh, dose according to their weight. And you'll never guess what happened next. Within hours of getting ivermectin, I got a call from the Central Zone Medical Doctor, Dr. Jennifer Bastard. She called me to tell me I was forbidden from giving ivermectin to patients. I told her she's never met my patients. She's not their doctor and had no right to be changing the care of my patients without the patient's permission. She said ivermectin was forbidden from the hospital, even if the patients had their own ivermectin, which I would have happily given to a relative so that they could hand it over to them. Patients could not be allowed to take their own ivermectin. She said it was a violation of Alberta Health Services policy to give ivermectin for COVID, but that wasn't good enough. The next day she called the hospital and gave me 15 minutes notice that I would be relieved of my duties. I told her that it was unreasonable. I had an emergency department full of patients who can't be sorted out in 15 minutes. An hour later, another local doctor came to replace me they didn't even want me to check up on the patients who i gave ivermectin to not even 24 hours after getting ivermectin two out of three patients were almost completely better they were out of bed walking around and all the crackles i heard in their lungs from the day before were gone all it took was about 18 hours and one dose of ivermectin the third patient who was 95 years old stayed the same she didn't get any worse like she had done the night previous I found out later that no sooner had I left RIMBY Hospital the next doctor came to replace me Stopped the antibiotics stopped all the vitamins she even stopped the patient's inhalers within hours of me leaving the hospital this doctor even took away the patient's inhalers to help her breathe The patients were not even allowed vitamins. Thankfully, both my 70-year-old patients, who had immediate recoveries after a single dose of ivermectin, left the hospital that week. I like to speak briefly to the healthcare professionals in the crowd. No doctor would take away antibiotics and inhalers for any viral pneumonia, never mind COVID. No doctor would do that to any patient with a pneumonia unless they were, well, let you think about that. We are remembering Nuremberg after all. And for healthcare professionals, I want us all to think very deeply about that. But it gets worse. In my brief day and a half in the small town of Rimby, I saw two patients who had, re- had recently been discharged from Red Deer Hospital after being on the COVID ward. They were sent home with nothing, not even an inhaler. These patients ended up in the ER at a small hospital wanting help just days after being sent home from a tertiary care hospital with nothing. There is something malicious going on. I hope you can all see the big picture. This is more than me having all my assignments to take care of us small communities canceled for the rest of the year. This is more than a medical doctor, Dr. Francois Boulanger, banning me from hospital practice throughout all of Alberta. Just a week after giving ivermectin and then filing a complaint against the Alberta Pharmacy Director, a complaint sent to the College of Physicians and Surgeons about the pharmacy director for, the, for an entire province, denying 11 pages of studies showing zero mortality for patients given ivermectin. In study, after study, after study, zero mortality, zero mortality, zero mortality with ivermectin. And in severe COVID, a 50% reduction in mortality with ivermectin. This is all in Alberta's health services own ivermectin report. Just a week after I followed a complaint with Dr. Gerald Larazenko was withholding a life-saving medication from an entire province, the Alberta College of Physicians and Surgeons for doctors and pharmacists from giving patients ivermectin. We must remember, we are here to remember not just the people who died from uh, medical experimentation. We are here to remember the people today. We are here to remember every single doctor, lawyer, and medical ethicist that sits on the board of the BC College who is investigating Dr. Charles Hoff for speaking the truth. We are here to remember every doctor who stopped patients from having a life-saving medication. And what for? To boost mortality? To create an ICU crisis? To create a state of emergency? All to push a vaccine? We must remember the people of the past and the people of today history repeats itself. Nuremberg will happen again. We must remember. P.S. Because of the hundreds of thousands who have visited this article, and though I have added additional information in subsequent articles on this blog, perhaps I I should post some of the info right here, given that a very small minority have expressed doubt about the veracity of this article, the existence of the doctor and my credentials. That was Brian Peckford, the last line. And of course, this is a very real speech, because I will put it up in video with the doctor being the one who's giving the speech. In that speech that I just read, we have a mention of Dr. Charles Hoff, and I will put up the video of Dr. Charles Hoff in the show notes. Dr. Charles Hoff, a good doctor, sort of gone through the same system, military system, taking the orders. Doctors are processed, not because they're smartest, because they take orders the best. And Dr. Charles Hoff took his orders when they came down the pipe when COVID-19 was unleashed as a pre-planned, prefabricated psychological operation on the world's population. And so Dr. Charles Hoff was enlightened BC and his job was to deal with a First Nations community, Aboriginal community in British Columbia. And he started injecting them with first and second doses of the authorized, not approved, authorized COVID-19 vaccinations, which in no way fall under any definition of a vaccination. And he noticed permanent injuries, massive, massive permanent injuries in his vaccinated patients where they were getting symptoms of MS and Bell's palsy and other paralysis and organ failures and nervous system failures. So Dr. Charles Hoff wrote, you know, the head psychopath, Bonnie Henry, pop it on a string, Bonnie Henry, the Minister of Health in British Columbia, let's remember her name for the Nuremberg Codes, if we would have people like that hanging in the gallows it would send a nice message to all the other people that are on puppet strings getting their orders outside our country having to do with everything but making the people of our country healthy so dr charles hoff penned a letter to bonnie henry and said nice as a doctor saying i'm, I'm quite concerned I'm getting massive side effects well above historical averages with this vaccine application. How do I, is there any treatment for the paralysis or injuries that we're seeing? Is anybody tracking this? Is there any statistical or data analysis? Should we keep going? Should we stop? Very professional letter written by an order follower, of course, but sort of a moral order follower. And uh, that's the best we're going to get at this point in time. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going to get. So she never responded. No one in the British Columbia government responded because they know that the agenda right now is euthanasia. It's euthanasia. And at the same time, Dr. Charles Hoff wrote about the vaccine permanently injuring his First Nation community, the government putting on their propaganda display for joe and jane coffee shop and karen and kevin tv watcher having the every child matters bullshit propaganda rifled down our throats in the mainstream media trying to convince the TV-watching public that, oh, it's so altruistic. The government's finally caring about the First Nations people. What a load of fucking bullshit. There's not a truck big enough to haul that load of bullshit down the road. The government has been destroying the First Nations people since the first time they stepped on their land over here. And they, that's all done purposely for other agendas of the psychopathic group. Dr. Charles Hoff took his letter public, stating exactly what was going on, real life, not fake, not fake news, not misinformation, real life, real experience, real documented side effects in his First Nations people, written and with concern, notarized and documented to a government that's out, propagandizing the first nation agenda trying to give them a reach around at alcatraz prison saying oh you're good this time we got you this time it's a euthanasia it's always been euthanasia this is just an acceleration of it that's why there's so many references to the nuremberg code because that's what's going on right now and people are going along with it so charles hoff took his letter public simply because the bc government failed to respond to it and then he gets brought up on charges that uh, he's spreading vaccine hesitancy oh this is rich aren't they brash aren't they satanic aren't they immoral they're so unethical we have the most mentally defective psychopaths working in government all graduates of the government school system, the military training order following government school school system, Bonnie Henry, obedient, infantilized government order taker, and that does when you're put through a military training system where following orders is the only mark of virtue, it doesn't matter what orders come down the pipe. It doesn't matter. She was told to euthanize. This group, that group, and everybody's got to get their injection of poison so they get cancer, die early, infertility compounds and tracking compounds. This is a metallic this is a metallic compound in these vaccinations that can be used to track people without their cell phones even on them. You can become they can pick you up on Wi-Fi. Unbelievable people are falling for this. So and this, once people are inside these long-term care homes or the hospital, I'll put up another doctor in the UK. I'll put up a funeral director in the United Kingdom that says they're killing the seniors in, in the long-term care homes in this in a different way. So we'll have the funeral director of the UK. Go over the way the same government is killing seniors in long-term care homes. Same here in Canada. Same and over in the U.K. U.K. is a little different. They call it the Liverpool pathway. The Liverpool pathway is euthanasia as a standard application to people that are are in end-of-life care. But they're applying the Liverpool pathway to patients that they purposely made sick with malnutrition. They're not feeding the long-term care residents because of COVID. They're isolating with isolating the COVID patients. They're not feeding them. They're not giving them proper hydration and they're giving them medications that are fatal and they're vaccinating them and the vaccines are designed to kill and cripple. And this funeral director will give you a firm indication in this end-of-life medication that is included in the liverpool pathway which is an end of life for end of life patients again they're applying it to anybody at any time simply to destroy them and euthanize them because this is a full nazi application worldwide and the name of the medication that they're using to euthanize the the long-term care residents in the uk is called midazolam midazolam is a end-of-life medication that st- uh, certain states in the U.S. still use to carry out the death penalty. That's how quick it ends your life. That's how quick it'll paralyze your nervous system. And the U.K. government ordered literally almost the entire world supply of midazolam in the spring of 2021 because they knew what they wanted to do. So folks, this is an organized sacrifice by psychopaths that believe by killing people, they also believe that inflation is a release of loose energy as well, but that might be a bit too hard to explain for people that don't understand loose energy, but killing a human early supposedly releases before their natural death so if you kill the the most loose the biggest quantity of loose energy to be be released through a killing would be a fetus because it could be an 80 year battery you're releasing the full 80 year charge out into what's called the the ether look up what the ether is It's all around us. The ether is the charged atmosphere. That's what Nikola Tesla would draw his energy from, from the air. There's energy in the air. And according to ancient sort of spellcasting books, that with a sacrifice or killing, if it's a virgin If it's a young child, if it's a kid, it's a boy, which these people are famous for these rituals. And I better put up an article about the cult of Molesh and them killing kids all the time. It releases a big charge of energy to invisible entities that live in the air outside this uh, spectrum of visible light. Do I believe it? I don't. But do they a hundred percent, and that's why they're doing it. So I'll try and I know those so some big dots to connect. But what if you're gonna focus on anything, focus on Dr. Charles Hoff, the doctor's um, letter that I just read out. His name again is Dr. Daniel Nagase, and I'll also put up Dr. Scott Artis. I think is that his name artist, A-R-D-I-S. He is a chiropractor, but he gives a very good rundown of how they're killing all patients of any ages in U.S. hospitals. There's a pathway as well invented by lead psychopath, Dr. Anthony Fauci. He not only invented this end of life pathway for any patient with covid if you are diagnosed with covid and you go into the hospital you're in trouble in north america and i'll make sure to put up a a good podcast already explaining that and i'll have this dr scott i think his name's scott Artis. but i'll put that in the show notes as well folks the people lying to you on the tv are trying to make you sick on purpose to get you in the hospital and then euthanize you. So if the vaccines don't euthanize you right away, and we'll put in the show notes, how many people have been killed by this one, two shot vaccine already? Massive, well above historical averages. In 19... Seventy-nine. there was the first swine flu psychological operation. I know there was another one in 2009. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. They like to roll it out. But the first one was in the late seventies. And when the fake swine flu vaccine killed five people in the United States, Canada, Removed its use immediately because of those five deaths in 1979. The COVID shot, on VAERS, the United States VAERS, which stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, has killed 17,000 people. And a study of VAERS by a, by Harvard and another study of VAERS through a government agency found that only between 1% and 10% of all adverse reactions of vaccines or vaccine-induced deaths are ever reported to VARES. So that 17,000 dead could be as high as 1.7 million, if I'm correct. 1.7 million. And people We stopped the, in Canada in the late 70s, the COVID, uh, the swine flu vaccine of that bullshit operation, because they're all bullshit. They all fall in the same category. It didn't kill anybody in Canada. Killed five in the U.S. and they withdrew its approval in Canada. It's killed 17,000 people officially. And there's, in the U.S. so far, And it's full speed ahead. More people vaccinated. Why? Because they want to kill you. Get it through your head. And if you're thinking it's proven to protect you from COVID, I'm going to put up uh, an article in the show notes where there's 26 FOIA requests. FOIA is F-O-I-A, which stands for Freedom of Information Act Access, or Request something like that. Freedom of Information Act request. Twenty-six separate countries where Freedom of Information Act requests were ta- tabled and documented for the governments in those countries. The request was simple: produce for us the genetic sequence of SARS-CoV-2, so we know the virus has been isolated in its full genetic sequence i.e. meaning it exists that someone has guaranteed that this is a virus that's different that's novel that's why genetic sequences are important in science because if you're going to say you have a novel virus it has to have a different sequence and it has to give a different set of symptoms this is fucking bullshit there is no novel symptoms it's a cold that the symptoms of covid are not novel and you know why because every one of those 26 countries returned the freedom of information act requests to the people that launched them all 26 countries admitting that they do not have the genetic sequence for SARS-CoV-2 i.e it doesn't exist it's not novel it's a psychological operation where they're telling you that you have The plague when you have a sniffle and you're believing that and then they're coming to get you with all the other policies that are pre-planned to destroy you in so many ways. There's so many ways that they're coordinating your destruction, whether it's directly in the hospital, directly in the long-term care homes, making you unemployed, printing money and causing inflation, not docking ships all around the world making all the supplies weighed out in the harbor drives up inflation even more makes a supply uh bottleneck people aren't getting their products they're unemployed they don't and in canada they don't even give unemployment you you're, you have to pay for fucking unemployment But then when they fire you because you don't take an experimental vaccine that's killing people, you don't get unemployment, why are we paying our taxes? They're coming at people. It's all illegal because they know they want to wipe you all out. They don't give a shit if it's illegal because you're not going to be around to tell the story. They're going to just rewrite the history books. No one's going to know what happened to you. They're going to make sure no one tells a soul. And that the next round of humans, all the read of like, oh, the COVID. Yeah, wiped everybody out. eh? yeah. And there'll be no one left alive to tell the tale. Just like the pirates used to say. And these people are pirates, folks. Skull and crossbones. The Skull and Bones Society. George Bush. George Bush. The Bushes. These are the pirates. So, folks, wrap your head around that letter keep your head on a swivel they're coming they're here they're they're not coming they're here and you better start spreading the word and pushing back in any way you can because this is going to get ugly if people think this (laughs) this is real the deaths are going to start piling up and it has nothing to do with disease it has to do with pre-planned prefabricated policies all designed to poison and bankrupt the entire society back into the stone age Everybody's got to watch their ass out there. This is Jason Christoph signing off. Thank you for listening.